Welcome to episode two of the Canadian Female Entrepreneurs Podcast. My guest today has a broad range of work experience in several industries, from welding, farming, spending time in the oil industry, and securing her designation as a National Construction Safety Officer. It might surprise you to know she is the owner of an event management company and is thriving. Hi, Tegan. Thanks for being on my podcast. I'm super excited to have you. I haven't had a chance to give my own personal background to the audience yet, but events have been a part of my life for the past 12, 13 years. So it's a huge passion of mine. And you are someone who I think is an up and coming leader in this industry. And I definitely sought you out to have a conversation. Do you want to start by telling people what uh, made you take the leap and ultimately become an entrepreneur? Yeah. So first, thank you for having me. Um, Sometimes there's not like a magical story to becoming an entrepreneur. I unfortunately do not have that magical story. Um, It was quite simple. Um, My employer at the time was going through a massive org change and I was presented with an opportunity that just didn't feel right. I was young and kind of had no commitment. So I was like, nah, I'm going to pass. And it's funny looking back now with a bit more responsibility in life. I'm not sure if in that particular moment I would have made the same choice. Um, Yeah. And I was like two weeks into this, like, what am I going to be journey and how's my life going to be? And that same client came back to me and offered me an opportunity on a project and basically said, hey, we still need you. (laughs) Sorry, we didn't realize that sooner. And without even thinking, honestly, I just blurted out like, great, sounds fun, but I'm working for myself now. So the rate's different, the like flexibility is different. Um, And I actually didn't even have a business set up at the time. So I had to operate under my parents' uh, business umbrella to get started because I had made this big statement that was so false and yeah it just snowballed from there that's really cool though what what do your parents do may I ask uh they're serial entrepreneurs so I mean through my whole childhood it's been everything from owning newspapers to truck companies to everything so they just had an operating company at the time for my dad's log truck So, I mean, our accountant sure had fun breaking that out, like a log truck driver (laughs) plus this event manager. So it was definitely a unique start. Um, And then obviously through the pandemic, I was able to pivot my brand and truly become my own self when I had to redo all those contracts. So, Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Another thing, another reason I wanted to talk about the events industry um, is because the pandemic for sure has absolutely destroyed our industry for the past (laughs) few years and it's good to see that things are starting to come back but just knowing you and and watching you throughout the pandemic I think you have done an amazing job to stay relevant to stay top of mind and also to get work which a lot of (laughs) um, event professionals were unable to do so I just wanted to ask you about that how how are you how are you to stay so positive and how are you so good at pivoting through this pandemic? <laughs> well, I guess like the positivity too. Um, each person in my life gets a different lens and uh, 
I don't know if everyone in my personal life would agree with the positivity. I mean, it was literally your whole identity stripped from you overnight when the restrictions came into play. Um, I'm a non-mom and I travel and I work. And when my work was taken away and travel was taken away, there was like a whole pile of like, okay, I guess I get to learn who I am without those components. And it wasn't always easy. So social media is tricky that way. People think it's always great because you're only sharing those highlights. But yeah, I also think it was, I'm gl- I was always able to swallow my ego and accept work that maybe I would not on a good day. And um, sometimes it was borderline Walmart greeter roles and um, adjusting <laughs> to the safety guidelines. But you know, at the end of the day, getting a paycheck that you can put towards your bills or put towards your marketing to hopefully make it through the dark tunnel. But Um, And also just the people that I surrounded myself with for a good portion, everyone was in the same boat. And the moment I decided I was going to try to be positive and try to pivot, people really started looking towards me in a different way, kind of as that outlet of support or hope. And when people are looking at you that way, it's a lot easier to step up than if I would have become less relevant or kind of hidden my house and not really went out to the world and really tried. I think it would have been easier to go down a darker tunnel. So um, pushing those comfort levels, swallowing your ego and figuring out what the market needs. In no way am I a scientist. I think I did horrible in biology if I even took it. I don't even remember. Um, But I knew like this unprecedented pandemic and these health restrictions that made no sense to so many people were eventually going to need someone just figuring it out and figure out how to gather with the rules put forward. And that's kind of what I I went in thinking like if you agree with it or don't, I mean, sometimes um, event planners have to do the fire marshals, the food safety, all of these other protocols and checklists to get the authorities on our side. And I kind of just pictured it to be the same, right? So what could I offer my clients so they didn't have to worry about it or monitor it or yeah, deal with it really? (laughs) No, honestly, you did an amazing job. And um, being in the industry as well, I know how often the rules were being changed by health services and the government. <laughs> there yeah. was sometimes rules changed multiple times within a single day. So being a person that a lot of, and a lot of the industry I know did know that, Hey, tag in crowd design has that information. I think they would seek you out and be like, okay, I heard, I heard there was new rules coming out. Let's go see Tagan. Yeah. She will, she will break this down and simplify it for me because yeah. And like you said, it's not always, it, it's not always the fun things, but staying positive and pivoting to keep, keep relevant is absolutely huge. And I commend you for that. Thank you. <laughs> um, another thing I want to talk to you about, because I do think you embody this fully is, <laughs> authenticity and relationship building within this industry. I think not even just for the events industry, I would say for pretty much any industry that it's very small and that everyone knows everyone. Yeah. It can seem really daunting and large from the outside, but once you're inside any industry, I feel like everyone knows everyone and relationship building is so huge um for that and I know personally and I know you and I've worked together so I know that 
you've seen it as well, a lot of bridges being burned and all of that. And so being authentic and building those relationships, I think is an absolute game changer. And yeah, I just want your take on on that. Yeah, actually, in the list of questions you had given me is like, what's the one thing you've learned over your career? And I think that aligns well with this is how you treat others truly matters and your attitude matters. So as much as we're taught from an early age, like get the job done, achieve greatness, all those things, like it it matters, but um, maybe how you make people feel along the way is what people are going to remember more so. Like person A and person B can both solve a problem, but if person A made you feel better, you're going back to them or you're going to engage them in the next project. Um, Yeah, I think (laughs) there's always a lot of bridges being burnt. And I don't even know if I have feedback for that. I mean, I'm sure there's some blazing behind me. I try very hard to be mindful (laughs) of how I treat people or how I depart um, situations that aren't serving me or I'm no longer serving them. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think it's unique to know that, like your authenticity. I never realized just being me was A, good enough, but B, also exactly what people wanted. I think 90% of my work in that stat is totally made up. Um, is about is all word of mouth. So whether it's past colleagues, service providers, people I just met at a gig and they're like, wow, you did a great job or wow, you're so calm or whatever is actually how I get my work. I think a very small number has been traditional marketing. So like maybe one person followed me on Instagram and I got a gig and I was through safety of the pandemic. So that authenticity and just putting yourself forward and whatever, not different versions, but whatever that looks like and owning it is probably the scariest thing, but the best thing you can do because then you just fit, right? Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's all about relationships. Like like you said, that's how you've gotten all your work and I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, you want to work with people that you believe are authentic and true and you know you can trust and that they're going to do the job well and do the job right and you can rely on them. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's awesome. And I think you've done a great job with that. How do you handle negative feedback? Yeah, this one, I actually just want, I'm going to listen to every podcast of yours ever and just see what people's responses are. Um, (laughs) because I think entrepreneurs are like these high achieving individuals and it's personal. Like everything I put forward is me and it's crowd design and it's who I am. So I think once upon a time, like negative feedback would have probably been the worst thing in the world. I think that it's now public speaking. Um, but um, I think that once you finally accept like that you want to improve or you want to continue learning, it doesn't sting so bad because you've kind of opened yourself up for that feedback um, when you're closed off and you're like not really prepared to do better and you think you just did a great job. Um, that's when it kind of stings a bit more when somebody has a different uh, viewpoint. Um, and then like consider the source. Like I've gotten a lot of negative feedback maybe over my career from people who are not where I want to be. And maybe not a lot of feedback, but maybe a little bit of <laughs> feedback. Um, and just like consider the source, consider if they have the full picture, if they like, yeah, if they only know a snippet of what you're actually coping with or handling or the details, if they don't know the strat plan. Like maybe they aren't the people to be taking this negative feedback from and also mm-hmm. people hate change. So that's fun in our industry um, and then separating it. So as much as I've said, like, oh, crowd design is me. 
um, crowd design's performance and like an event's execution is not who Tegan is. So if somebody has negative feedback, like your event sucked and I would have to be like, okay, but like, I'm still cool. Right. Like I think learning to separate the two makes it a bit more manageable. I don't think it's, I think I have a lot of growing to still do because nobody likes hearing their trash, but it happens. (laughs) (laughs) And just like people don't look at things the same, right? So like your vision and someone else's, it's not always aligned and that's okay. So yeah, take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And honestly, I should have, um, I should have segued into that better. I just randomly asked you a question, like, <laughs> like if this was a job interview, um, <laughs> which I haven't done one of those for so many years now. <laughs> no, just though, um, in any industry or being an entrepreneur in general, I think having skills to handle negative feedback and just it's something that you definitely need to learn i'm still terrible at it too but i really like what you said about considering the source and having the whole picture and all of those sorts of things because especially with the online world nowadays as well there's so many people who can just easily write a negative comment and they may have never met you or actually had a real conversation with you so take those things with a grain of salt, like you said, and just persevere because I believe how you feel you've done and what you believe about yourself at the end of the day is all that matters. Absolutely. Okay. So for new entrepreneurs in general who are, are thinking of taking the leap or (laughs) who want to, but are just, just have a little bit too much fear behind them still, do you have any advice for them? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if any, again, consider your source. If I'm not somewhere you want to be, maybe don't take this tip, but, um, maybe don't just blurt out to someone that you're running a company because I mean, I had a lot of inventing to do, um, while the wheels were in motion. And I think that if you can kind of determine your why leading into your business, um, that compass will be much stronger than like, I had a very chaotic start to my company and my business. I didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going or other than that one client, like really what was my game plan? I had no clue. So I think learning that why directs everything, right? So like you're, you're now the keeper of a table. You're not just being invited to tables, but you now have a table and you get to decide who's sitting at yours. And that why helps you determine who gets a seat, um, how long they get a seat or those boundaries to keeping their seat. Cause I've invited people to my table who since, I realize maybe don't have the same alignment and you have to be prepared to take away the place setting and make room for someone different because um, knowing your why, when you want to give up, it just reminds you not to, or yeah, it gives you, gives you that passion back when you're needing it most. So that's my advice. (laughs) Figure that out. Don't just wing it as much as you probably just want to rip the bandaid off. Um, Get your plan and figure it out. What, what matters most to you and why being an entrepreneur is important to you. That's great advice. I like that. Thank you. (laughs) And it's true though. I know some people do just jump in with both feet or some people will also kick their feet for 10 years and do nothing and then look back and say, hey, 10 years ago I had this idea and I didn't take action. So there's definitely both sides. But for sure, if you have 
a purpose and you can stay true to those boundaries and what you want to achieve, that's absolutely huge. What is your favorite day as an entrepreneur ever? Uh, when I was thinking about this, I actually told my partner my question and he's like, she will not be satisfied with that. So I have two. Uh, the first one, it sounds so cheesy, but I strongly believe that I have not had it yet. I don't think, I think that like, that's what keeps me passionate. And that's what keeps like pushing these comfort zones. Like maybe this podcast is going to be my coolest day ever. Who knows? Like who knows what the, where this is going, <laughs> but like pushing your comfort level and like saying yes to opportunities. I think it's because I truly don't know. I don't think I've hit that greatest day yet. Um, but like also event professionals have like hella cool days. So I mean, I could probably talk about our cool experiences uh, for a few hours until everyone falls asleep. Um, <laughs> but I think this is probably one that you share, not that it's your greatest, but it's a memory I'm sure that holds true to you too, is uh, when you get that, so not everyone will know, uh, K-Days is a city festival in Edmonton that we got to work on together. Um, K-Days, Capital X, whatever the branding was when you've attended, it's always a good time. So for event professionals, um, it is also a stressful time. <laughs> and for myself and event operations, it was 30 days on site plus the 10 days of the event. And like, as much as I tried not telling people how friggin' exhausted I was, I was like, I was always burnt out kind of to the point where I didn't know like what the heck I was doing. Um, and I just remember really late night, I had never been to the rooftop of the expo center there and our photographer grabbed me and he's like, let's go. And when you got to like, kind of like take a step back, you were kind of in a safe sensory like friendly environment up top and you got to just see what you did I think those moments and I mean like the fireworks going off and it was kind of like what the heck is my life um but any moment in an event where I can kind of take a step back and just observe all the hard work and like okay the three times I cried was worth it or whatever or like the three weeks I didn't sleep whatever it might be I think taking those moments yeah. For myself in the event industry, it's probably unique to every entrepreneur, but kind of getting to see your success come to life is always the most rewarding. Nice. Okay. So first off, you can tell your partner that I actually love that. <laughs> Perfect. True. Like, yeah, you're only five years into your business. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that's a great answer because you're right. Like, you there's so much more to do and explore and I know you're hungry for for more and learning and all of that so I do love that answer. yeah but you're also correct um <laughs> we have been very lucky to work on large-scale events that many people would never have the opportunity to experience so yeah seeing things like on the rooftop that is very cool um, and just getting to see people's uh, expressions of being there and having fun and all of that like we get to we get to create opportunities for people to have fun which is really cool to say so cool yeah never gets old honestly like I don't think I've ever walked through those major events and been like meh glad you're having fun I don't care <laughs> like it's always it always reminds you of why we do it so Absolutely. yeah there's so many good moments <laughs> yeah no that's awesome okay this is something that I'm not sure the origin of how this started, but I love them to death. 
Can you tell me about your tag talks? Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how I branded those. Um, I think that honestly, <laughs> again, going back to that, like 90% that fake stat I work with um, of my work being people I know, I think that it helps people know, like, I am just a friggin' human who likes checklists at the end of the day. I love details, but like, being an entrepreneur is not easy. So here's why it sucks for me today. Or here's why it's great for me today. And it just kind of humanizes crowd design a bit. And also, um, it makes me bitch at my partner less. So like, I get to talk to all of you about <laughs> what's great, what's hot, what's not. And um, yeah, I've gotten really good feedback where people message me and just say like, Oh, I thought I was so alone. And I have another friend in the industry, not events, but entrepreneur industry. <laughs> and she does kind of the similar, like just being super vulnerable and throwing out what she's doing or struggling with. And it's just always really refreshing to know, okay, social media doesn't just have to be like your great dinner or your great vacation. It can be creating connection where we're so disconnected. So, yeah, but I do think the tagline is pretty good. Yeah, right? it's, it's great. <laughs> and it also helps me uh, teach people about the pronunciation of my name. So it's kind of a double-edged oh, sword. Oh, yes. I do know you struggle with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, your tag talks are awesome. So yeah, they're just like really authentic uh, insights into your day or what you're experiencing. And honestly, I whenever I see your little at the top of one of your posts, tag talk, I'm like, yeah, let me read this. <laughs> That's great. And you know, like when I was first, like, when I was first going into entrepreneur life or consideration, I watched a lot of TED Talks and just about like, level up, don't be scared to be you all these things, right. And I'm, I maybe I'm echoing some of those things I was trying to capture early in my stages. And I mean, it, it applies to people with the nine to five as well. Like life is messy. And just sometimes sharing that is nice. Oh, totally. Where can people find you online? Yeah, so so they can read your TED your, <laughs> not TED, oh, I just said TED talks. So they can read your TED talks. Yeah, and get to know you more as well. So my Instagram is Miss Tegan T, and I'm sure Lindsay will add the spelling. And then all of my crowd design <laughs> is Crowd Design HQ. So all of those um, social media links should be yeah easy to find. Yeah, I'll link them all up. Is there anything else you want to say, say to our entrepreneur family? No, but business owner to business owner, I'm super excited that you invited me here. And I think you're also at the early stages of the magic. And I'm looking forward to seeing what this all becomes for you. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Tegan. For more information on Tegan and Crowd Design Inc., check out the links in our show notes. I highly recommend her tag talks. They are pure gold.